Hey everybody, on this week of Guy Talking Sports, we're catching up on all the NBA free agency talk, um, the issues going on with Deshaun McCoy, and um, the new $64 million a year man, Cristiano Ronaldo's move from Real Madrid, on this week of Guy Talking Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Guy Talking Sports. Um, I'm here and I wasn't here last week, so I hope everyone had a safe um, and fun 4th of July. Um, so uh, I know I missed a call last week, so I'm definitely going to chime in with some happenings and some things that went on last week and this week. But um, it's just us again, me, Ace, and Al, as always, shooting the shit and talking sports during the week. So uh, guys, how you feeling this week? Good, man. I'm good. Happy, happy hump day to everybody out there. Um, me personally, I'm doing better now. The air here is a lot more cooler than it was last week, so I'm ready to get started. Ah, that's good. So I know we definitely got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things that went on today in sports. Um, I did see Roger Federer took that L in Wimbledon, so he won't be going to the, um, to the finals. Um, but everybody else is making it through, and I'm also pulling for Miss Serena Williams, you know, post post baby to kind of you know give one more win before she decides to finally bow out from monthly duties if she so does that. But we're going to get right into the NBA. Still a lot of moves. Everyone is still talking about King James, you know, taking his talents to uh, <laughs> taking his talents to Hollywood to LA for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, and they made some some moves. At Lance Stevenson, at uh, Rajon Rondo. Of course, LeVar Ball couldn't wait two seconds before he started shooting his mouth off about um, Rondo. <laughs> Louis Cousins has decided to go to the Warriors. Actually, he caught them to get, to get put on. And, of course, there's always still the mellow movement. He's going to get, you know, bought out. He's going to go to Houston. He's going to go to – uh, I mean, L.A. with LeBron is going to go to Miami. Who knows where the hell Melo's going to go? Either way, we know that Melo's going to get some kind of money because Melo likes his money. So, uh, guys, uh, with all the movement going on, what really caught your eye these last couple of days, and where do you guys think Melo will wind up playing? Um, I'm going to defer my um, my talk to Adrian, who – um, is more of the Carmelo enthusiast, uh, <laughs> so to speak. So I'm gonna defer it back off to him. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I know a, a week or ten days ago, I was I was adamant that Carmelo was gonna sign, you know, stay with uh, Houston, and Houston was gonna go to the the Western Conference Finals versus Golden State. I'm sorry. Okay, see, okay, excuse me. Uh, go to Western Conference Finals versus Golden State. And uh, I just knew that, you know, Carmelo was going to learn to play team ball and be that guy. And then the bomb dropped. And, of course, now he's <laughs> being bought out. So uh, if I had to guess, uh, he talks about he wants to go to L.A. He talks about Houston. Uh, the rumor of Brooklyn. Uh, possible trade with Brooklyn. Um, personally, if Melo's about his money and Melo's about self, just go to Orlando. They ain't got nobody. <laughs> Get paid, be the man, 
ride off into the sunset. Not everybody's, you know, not not everybody in the NBA is supposed to win a championship. So just be that dude. Plenty of great players out there that didn't win a championship. Go get your last few dollars. Be the man. Buy out gracefully. But if he's smart, he'll probably end up in Houston. Um, because probably that's the second best team in the West and probably probably the team that could possibly knock off Golden State. Uh if they go head to head in the seven game series. So that would be my bet. But if he's about chasing the paper, Orlando all the way. <laughs> I that I I never even thought about Orlando. Um that's it. Yeah. Um and now if you if you were saying Miami, I heard talks about Miami. Um I think Orlando is too loaded uploaded in the front court and they're gonna use their rookies hard. Um that's why they got rid of Bismack Biombo. But um like I said, Melo basically controls his destiny. It's yep. basically what it boils down to is where he chooses to play. If it's going to be LA or if it's going to be Houston, I really don't see him doing any other teams at this point. Um, is and to be honest, if I'm him, he would get more. He would probably get more. If as much as he can, I think he'll get the most of it if he goes to LA more so than Houston. Um, I think, to be honest, I don't think Houston has what it takes to go back to the Western Conference Finals. They lost too many key pieces at this point. So, um, it, but it will have to be between Houston and L.A. Um, I think that whatever, and this is what I tweeted out before, whatever moves that he makes, it has to be an improvement of where he was in OKC. He can't drop off after doing all this and end up with a team that is no higher than where OKC would have been. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think even so, whatever team he goes to, I still think OKC would probably be in a better position to win once, even when he's gone. So, um, like Adrian said, he's obviously he's not going to take um, the backup role. He's looking to start. Um, if he goes to Houston or L.A., he will get that opportunity. The question is, well, to be honest, he'll get a better opportunity to start in Houston than he would L.A., um, in my opinion. So I think that everything points to him to go to Houston. He should actually go to Houston. Um, I wouldn't put them a step above any other, like the other two teams or three teams to make it in the Western Conference Finals, but it's just more of a lateral move if he goes to Houston than any place else at this moment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, him going to L.A., I mean, yeah, you get to play with your boy, but I don't think it really makes L.A. any much any better. And um, I don't think that Magic I'll, – I'll be surprised if Magic puts him on. If he does, it's going to have to be at a very reduced role and a reduced salary because you have a lot of, you know, young talent there. And he just wouldn't mesh. I think Houston with the, with the loss of Trevor Reza, he can kind of maybe – fill in that particular spot, you don't play a, a, a lick of defense. So, I mean, that's always going to be the liability. But, hell, neither him nor Harden play defense, though. <laughs> what the hell? So, um, I think he'll probably wind up in Houston with his boy, CP3. Um, I think that's probably the safest money's bet for him. And if he wants to try to contend for a championship, I think he'll have better 
he'll mesh better in Houston than I think he would in LA because I think he would just be out of he'll be out of fit role for him, and I think they might be able to find a better role. Now, it would be funny because if he's going back to Dan and Tony and they didn't get along in in New York all that well. So now here he comes back to Houston. So that's going to be a very interesting caveat if that is the case. So easy, like, like I, I feel you, Ace, it's either between L.A. or Houston. I think he's probably going to wind up in Houston. Now, my only, my only question mark is Houston right now is working, trying to re-sign Capella, and Capella wants that hundred million dollar contract for, I believe, a four year hundred million dollar contract. Now, my question is, if they bid, and I think they, I think, I think Houston offered four years sixty. Capella and his people want four year one hundred. So if they meet in the middle at four year eighty, and Capella takes that. I'm not sure about the monies, but like how much money is left to pay a Carmelo to come in? I mean, I truly think they need Capella uh, because now, of course, with the acquisition of Boogie going to Golden State, um, they're going to need somebody to bang, especially come postseason because we know Boogie's not really going to be much of a much of a factor in at least the first half of the regular season. But they're gonna need somebody down there uh, to provide that post presence, and if they let him go, I think that's. I think if they let him go and get Carmelo, they're no different than anybody else coming out of the West. Because I really do think that Capella is the difference maker between Golden State and Houston. And I think, and I said, I think I said it last week. I believe that it was the reason they went away from Capella is the reason why they lost once. Um, once uh old boy went down, can't think of his name, Chris Paul. Once Chris Paul went down because Capella was a Capella was a straight monster in the paint. And they would use him for a half and then they would try to jack up sixty threes in the second half and of course they would lose the game. So Yeah, but I mean the thing about Capella is, is he is out of all the people that need to be resigned, he is definitely a priority. But unfortunately, it looks like Houston's not treating it as though he's a high priority. And right. if they don't get their act together soon, they could lose out to Capella as well. And I would not be surprised if some team would swoop in and try and offer a, a sheet. Right now, Houston is playing like with – they're playing house money. They figure that nobody has made an offer to Capella, so we're kind of in the clear. But I have a feeling that somebody's going to make an offer – to him, and if he signs that offer sheet, the question is whether or not they're going to call. If Houston is going to call their bluff, and or if Houston is going to resign um, and match that offer sheet, so it's going to be interesting. But they should just get it over with because right now it's showing that they don't think that Kit Capella is a necessity to get you know resign right away, and that might be a negative with when he becomes an actual free agent down the road. Yeah, that sounds like Houston has that has that classic case of, you know, you don't want to overpay you based on one good deal worth of work. You want to see if it's not fool's gold yet. So, but I, I agree. If they lose out on Clint Capella, that's going to be a major blow, whether you bring a mellow or not. It ain't going to prove a darn thing because he's, 
he's a beast down low, and um, they're going to they're going to need him. You know, if they want to have any shot of even getting back to the finals. Yeah, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you: the way this team stand currently now, I don't see them even make. I don't see them making it to the conference finals currently as they stand. Um, right. With Trevor, I mean Trevor Ariza is going to be so underrated; they're going to miss, um, and for not getting him back. I mean, they did bring um, in James Ennis, who can be a fill-in for Ariza. He's like a watered-down version of him. But between losing Ariza and um, Luku Bate to the Clippers, it's going to be difficult for them to keep, you know, to keep the same defensive mindset that they had as a team and keep defensive players are gone now. We all know Dan, you know, Mike Danantoni's defense is never his strong suit. So <laughs> if he loses, then he's not going to lose that much sleep over it. Yeah, but uh, but the fact that you have a, a uh, an above average or or greatly above average post player, it would be it would behoove them to. Uh, treat him as a, a high-value target just because of the presence that he brings and the ability of what he can bring when used properly. Of course, you know, D'Antoni, you know, has that wide-open offense, and of course you have James Harden and Chris Paul who could make things happen instantly. But, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. I'm still frustrated over the playoffs and how he was just abusing Golden State, and then they just totally just went away from him. I'm like, that dude should have been averaging about 35 to 40 a game because <laughs> they couldn't stop him. I don't know about all that. Um, uh, I mean, they, Golden State would have adjusted, yes. But then what's Dan and, Tony, Dan and Tony's mind as far as his offensive genius? What, then he, what would he have countered once they decided that, okay, they're going to go down there and try to double Capella or start, try to stop him from being so dominant in the paint? And that would have left open the Reza. That would have left open Harden. But of course, Harden was damn near cold most of that series. But so, but you have to understand, D'Antoni's system is not always predicated for the post play. Everything with D'Antoni's system has been either seven seconds or less, or point guard or um, guard heavy um, in their offense. So, especially when you have the likes of Chris Paul and James Harden, um, it was going to be a point. I mean, it was more so outside in instead of inside out um, of an offense. So, you know, Clint Cabela was vital and important because he fits that mold where he didn't have to create his own shot. He basically was getting fed off of the pick and roll screens um, from CP3 or James Harden. Um, it was kind of like he was built for that role. Uh, so. I couldn't see them go the opposite way. Would have been, I don't think James Harden or Chris Paul would have been too happy with that if that was the case. Well, so, but I'm saying if you're trying to knock off the throne, you know, you're trying to knock off the king of the West, and you found the chink in their armor. What are you supposed to do? No, I, now I agree. If <laughs> down, they should have been building the pick and roll screens off of. Excuse me. They should have been building the pick and roll screens off of. James Harden and Clint Capella. Agreed. And then, you know, focus off of that, if anything. So if, you know, he does roll, like they was, 
that chemistry was on point to the fact that that should have been continued on in the second half, and they definitely moved away from that. Yeah, that's Mike D'Antoni's just not that dude. He's not like a great Popovich where, you know, he'll see the chink in the armor and he'll adjust the offense to fit what he needs. Mike D'Antoni's going to live and he's going to die by his offensive system because he thinks he's the smartest person on the court. He's not going to change. Never has. Never will. <laughs> and it's a shame because they, they had him up against the ropes. And he even said that. He said – um, why would I change making the adjustment um, into doing something that brought us all the way up here to this point? He, he, even, he even admitted that on live TV. He was like, there's no reason for me to change it. You know, what God is here, we're just going to continue to do it and, you know, do it from there. So, Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ace. I mean, Golden State has always had that problem with that kind of pick and roll where you had the, a, a bigger guy, you know, within the pick and roll. Um, the Cavaliers didn't have that kind of, you know, that kind of manpower to do it. And after a while, Golden State would just go underneath the pick and roll and then, you know, force the guy to keep the ball. And then it just – Cavaliers didn't have that Clint Capella-type guy to force them in there like that. They had to go with what he did and Golden State adjusted. Right. Right, right, right. But, Al, didn't – would you mind uh, diving into a little bit of the the rumors with Carmelo and possibly Brooklyn? Uh, in a nutshell, um, from the rumors I'm hearing is that, you know, Brooklyn is, is opening to trade Jeremy Lin. Um, he's in his final year of the contract. So they're open to trade Jeremy Lin um, to get more cap space. So if they were to trade Jeremy Lin for, let's say, a Carmelo Anthony and then buy him out, um, that money that they buy him out for or in, in an offset time would be utilized where they could free up money for this year instead of waiting for next year when Jeremy Lin's contract is completely off the books. Um, it'll save up money for this year so that they can use that money for maybe getting another person or, you know, getting more under the um, salary cap. Uh, so uh, last thing I heard, it was in the talks for getting um, looking to trade Jeremy Lin to OKC for Carmelo Anthony and some picks um, that from OKC. But I'm kind of, I guess, confused because I don't think OKC had that many picks available um, for Brooklyn's liking. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this, maybe bring in a third team, I don't know. Um, but um, I think it's just more from a Brooklyn standpoint, it's more of just clearing out cap space. And, of course, with OKC, you're actually getting Carmelo Anthony out of off your team, and he could go do whatever he wants to do. Um, Brooklyn will end up most likely buying him out if they do make the trade so that he can go to another team. Which is kind of weird because Carmelo Anthony, all jokes aside, is kind of the person that Brooklyn needs. Um, to play the four spot. But, of course, you know, Carmelo Anthony wants to play for a championship team, so that would be taking a step back from that aspect of it. So, Yep. That's very interesting. I mean, I – the money probably works. I, I just don't see Melo going going to Brooklyn. Not to say anything bad about Brooklyn. I just like – like, I agree with you. I think he wants to play for a championship, and he's only going to probably go – 
one of two places. Yeah. And it's going to be the same thing that they did with Dwight Howard. Um, they'll make a trade for him, and then they'll buy him out to free up cap space. Um, so you won't, you know, probably won't even see like a Brooklyn um, uh, uniform. He'll just just get traded and just get bought out. I used to get bought out, and then you still get to go sign on another team and get a whole nother check. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now Brooklyn's still paying for Darren Williams. Factor that in. Uh, he's still getting the check. Yeah. He's still getting a check from Brooklyn. Hey, is uh what's his face? Uh Bobby Bonilla still getting the check from the Mets? I think so. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yo, if that were me, yeah, you could backload me for for life. <laughs> Pay me a million dollars a year. Yeah, brother chilling. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, we want to sign you to this real crazy contract, but in the last four years of your contract, we want to back a little bit. By yeah. all means. <laughs> all right, so switching gears here, I don't feel like talking about LeBron James because he's been talked about enough all week, and we'll be talked about more for the next few weeks until football starts. So, speaking about yeah. football. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go to that, can I say something about that? And I know I said it a little bit last week, but I'm so done with ESPN promoting, you know, talking about LeBron. I mean, it's, you know, of course he made a move. That's all well and good, but uh, just move on. Um, there's other teams out there. So focus on that. There's other sports. <laughs> there's other sports. That is true. That is true. It is other sports out there. Um, I saw some coverage of soccer before they went back to LeBron. So <laughs> that's all I could say about that. But ESPN, man, like, the world doesn't really revolve. I'm not saying that the world revolves around LeBron, but other fans are not too happy with just talking about LeBron all the time and seeing him on the screen all the time. There's other ch- there's fans are not going to be, you know, hopping on the LA bandwagon. So just cool out, relax, um, talk about other players. That's where the focus is. I'm I'm sorry. That's where the focus should be on, NBA players as a whole. It's not just LeBron getting traded. Of course, he's the big name, but there's other trades that are made where there's other fans out there who want to hear and talk about. I'm pretty sure that if you call every fan, they're not going to want to hear about LeBron James. That's why Twitter is so much at a rant right now because they're not. there's so many ESPN people that always keep – you see tweets and social media about LeBron James, LeBron James. Not too many people want to hear about LeBron James all the time. We know he went to L.A. So let him focus on doing what they need to do. You know, but nobody else wants to talk about that. I'd rather talk about other teams in the Eastern Conference. What are they going to do as far as now he's gone? Like, there should be so much focus on other things outside of LeBron James. Not, I mean, outside of sports, period. But, you know, there should be so much focus on other sports and, you know, other teams. And it's, You get to a point where you get LeBron out. Like, fans is going to really get tired of hearing nothing about – I mean, get tired of hearing about LeBron and what L.A. Lakers is going to do, what Magic is going to do. If I'm a fan, I don't care about the Lakers or what they do. I care about my team. I care about the, the Miami Heat. I care about the Orlando Magic. I care about my Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks. There's so many other teams out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's not always about LeBron. You got him. He signed in. This always – this happened back in the first – this is now what, the 11th, and we're still hearing and seeing about what LeBron is going to do, how he's going to start his practice, what's next for the Lakers. I don't care about that. 
And I'm pretty sure majority of people that are not L.A. Lakers fans don't care about it either. Heck, I think they were talking about LeBron rapping the Biggie while doing his early workouts. Come on now. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's the point? It's, it's so, it's like, it's, it's starting to become nauseating with that. Like, I'm, I'm not knocking that he was the biggest free agent, but you don't see no other big free agent in any other sport get talked about the most for the next 10 days. They, once a big free agent is signed, you get three days tops and then move on. But nah, you like we're we're on day eleven now, and you still talking about it? Like it's over with. Move on. It's Bron, Bron, man. You know he's he's setting himself up for that legacy. He's setting himself up to be. And I think we talked about last last week where you know he signed a four year deal with the Lakers just long enough so his son could graduate high school and come out because now Adam Silver is talking about changing the one and done rule. So by the time little Bronny. Is out of high school, you know he's gonna get drafted because it's little Bron. Who cares? Uh, but now it's the father son uh, journey. Again, who cares? <laughs> like all jokes aside, who cares? ESPN like, cares, man. And that's the problem that we have. <laughs> that is the biggest problem. It's only like ESPN only cares about what happens, what ifs with LeBron. Like so many times, and I and it's not just ESPN. Like. You still got people that are just hopping on, hugging LeBron James like he's like their one and only true savior to save everything sports. Whether it's Chris Frazard or whether it's any other, Jay, you know, whoever talking about LeBron on a regular who loves LeBron. Doesn't matter. And I still got a bone to pick with Shannon Sharp because he's still talking about him like he, they like really tight on um, the other shows. My point is, is that not everybody is as big as on LeBron James like you're posting it out to be. And I'm saying this to ESPN. There's other players out there that you need to focus on outside of LeBron James. It's like y'all hugging between him and LeVar Ball. Who are y'all going to hug the most? Like, that's where the conversation – y'all know y'all based out of L.A. We get that. We know that you have an office in L.A. We get that. You know your shows run out of L.A. We get that. But not everything has to be L.A.-based. There should be more talk about other things. There's so many other sports out there. Like, LeBron James and L.A. Lakers is not the only team in the NBA. All jokes aside, whether, like, Houston, Golden State, you can mention them because of where they've been. But there's still other teams. There's other free agents that are, that are still out there that you could talk about. There's free agent landings that you can talk about more then about LeBron James or the Lakers. Like, it's just so much that's going on that there's no reason to focus on just one person. That's really my – I mean, that's really what I have to say about it. There's no, there's no reason to focus on just one person. ESPN supposed to be the flagship of all sports, not just one person in this one particular sport. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> Sorry. Tell them why you're mad, son. Tell them why you're mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just frustrating. Like, social media, you see nothing but LeBron, like, ESPN tweets about LeBron, what he's doing. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, so many other free agents out there. Like, focus on that. Let's talk about Kimber Walker. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about Kimber Walker yet. Well, I mean, the Cleveland was trying to trade for him before LeBron decided to go to L.A. But I'm, I'm kind of happy they didn't because uh, kind of seeing uh, – Colin Saxon? 
Colin Sexton is looking all right, man. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. He's the, he's their next franchise point guard. And if they if they decide to keep Kevin Love, you know, he has a nice little safety net. If they're going to allow Kevin Love to play like he was playing in Minnesota, uh, go back to his real game when he can get you a double-double, 20 and 10 every game, which he's capable of, and he'll be the man. I think Cleveland's going to be all right. You know, Cleveland ain't going to be, you know, top four seed, but they might be able to squeak into a seven or eight seed in the East because it's so watered down and so, so, so crappy. Look, I say trade them, try to get, you know, some players and some draft picks. I mean, start, start a fresh period. Yeah, but I mean, the East, the East is so whack. <laughs> I mean, you got your top three, you got your top four squad. Okay, maybe you got your top five, Milwaukee, um, Boston, Toronto, um, Miami, Washington, I guess. Um, so you got the top five, but I mean, a uh, uh, a thirty-seven and forty-three, thirty-seven and forty-five Cleveland could possibly squeak into the playoffs with that record. If you think they're going to get thirty-five games, I'm I'm worried. Um, I mean. Okay, I mean, let's examine. Rodney Hood could still develop to be the player that they thought he, you know. Rodney Hood, they, I mean, right now he's looking at signing somewhere else. <laughs> That's if Cleveland decides to match it, which they probably will. <laughs> I just don't see them focus with the, with the team that they have. I just don't see that possible. I mean, without, I mean, Kevin Love, of course, but you got Tristan Thompson, you got. I'm pretty sure um, Jordan Clarkson is going to be running point um, until Saxon completely starts over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still got J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver. Who are you going to have at the four now? Or, I mean, who are you going to have at the three now? If you, get Hood, if you do re-sign Rodney Hood, is right. that enough to actually make it to the playoffs? I don't in, think so. In the East? I don't think so. All right, so outside of the top five, which I mentioned, who did I forget? You got Miami. Okay. You so got you got Detroit. Well, who does Detroit have? Blake and Andre Drummond alone, and with Dwayne Casey as their new coach. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna turn that ship around. He's gonna turn that around. They're gonna be in the playoffs. Okay. Who else? You got Miami. You got Detroit. Okay, so it's possible. Wait, 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 I, <laughs> wait, 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 because I could easily name about eight, nine teams. So who's your five that you said? Well, top five. You got you got um, Milwaukee, Washington, um, Toronto, Boston, and uh, Philly. Oh, we forgot Philly. Yeah, and, Philly. and you forgot and you forgot the Pacers. They ain't better than the Pacers. Exactly. So that's okay. they, barely, they, they shouldn't have beat the Pacers with LeBron. That's six. That's six right there, and then you add in like the Detroit and Miami. That's seven and eight. And I'm, okay. gonna, I'm and I'm gonna tell you right now. Do not sleep on if Orlando gets who they need to get. Do not sleep on Orlando. Who they gonna get? They need <laughs> point guard. No, they need all they need is one experienced point guard. That's all they need. And I'm gonna tell you right now. They have the they have the talent to make it into the playoffs. Uh, and you heard it first from me. They have the talent. If you see Mo Baba and Jonathan Isaac play together in the summer league, you will understand what I'm saying. 
but they're young. Doesn't matter. It's almost like Philly with Joel Embiid when he first came out his rookie year. Yeah, but they only won, what, 20-something games, 30-something games? Yeah, but that's because he didn't have Ben Simmons quite yet. What I'm saying is, is that Jonathan Isaac is a year away. It's a year coming from his rookie year. You got Mo Bama playing, filling in the lane. You got Jonathan Simmons. You got um, I forgot the other cat's name that plays shooting guard, Terrence Walls. You have a couple of pieces, and with Frank Vogel still coaching them, they could be a scary team once they get their act together. Well, fellas, you can say and New York. And I'm gonna bring New York in the mix as well. Because well, fellas, we could talk about basketball all night. Long. Oh yeah, we could. <laughs> right. Sorry about that. Let's move on to some other stuff. We can always get back to basketball either next week or. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, a little bit more, something more interesting. um, Some football news, not the best news that, of course, Roger Goodell wants to hear on the eve of training camp. But um, pictures rolling around that a girl who dated or used to date the next of LaShawn McCoy. Buffalo's running back showed up on the internet that she was um, that she was beaten up, and allegedly from her girlfriend, it, the finger pointed to Lashawn McCoy did the act, or people assumed that he did it. Come to find out, it was a home invasion uh, where a guy or some guys ran up in the house, you know, asked the girl for some jewelry, specific jewelry, and um, went to um, pistol whip her. And I think another girl was in the house as well that maybe got bruised and damaged. So now LaShawn McCoy first was denying that he even touched her, and we found out that that is the case because he wasn't even in the house, let alone the state. Now we're finding out that it's a home invasion. Also in the mix, the girl who was in the house is an ex-girlfriend of his who also happened to be an ex-girlfriend of Michael Vick's brother. Very interesting. Oh, 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 so oh, we, re- we realized oh, he, was, he was in the house. And then what? I'm sorry. The girl was a, you know, was an ex of his, uh-huh. who allegedly was an ex of Michael Vick's brother, allegedly. Oh, boy. Being put out there. So apparently, you know, the girl was being evicted out of the house, or asked to leave. She wouldn't leave. He changed, um, I guess, changed, turned off the cameras. I think tried to change some locks was going to have his um, some of his family go in there and actually take furniture out the house to try to evict her and even was going to court to even have all this stuff like is legally straightened out. Before all that happened, this home invasion, random or not, we don't know yet, happened and this is where we stand with um, the whole LaShawn McCoy issue at the moment. Yes, <laughs> things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> so what, what really gets me about that 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 uh, message that was sent out there, how she may mention that McCoy beat his dog so bad that he had kidney problems or beat the, beats the child so bad that he hurts his, he hurts his son. The way the way everything is, is really marginalized and really put underneath a microscope nowadays, Peter would have been all over that if if it was the slightest sniff of he heard a dog. <laughs> People would have been going nuts if if his son 
would have been to the doctor and had some sort of bruises or if a teacher went out there and saw that he had bruises. So my thing is, so beating a dog and beating the son is acceptable. You could turn the blind eye to all that. But as soon as you beat up the girlfriend, that's when you want to speak up or you claim that he's been doing this. I'm like, that's, that's why I think things get a little shady in my opinion. I'm out shady. No, no <laughs> right. No pun intended. <laughs> nah, um, I agree with what you're saying. I, I it just doesn't seem doesn't sound right. Um, doesn't pass the smell test. I'm not saying that it is or isn't, but at this point more investigation needs to be um definitely ongoing um for me to make it a uh, for me to really give my true opinion on this. Um I will say that, you know, it's it's a gray area because so many times you have people out there that would not tell the truth um, per se when it comes to stuff happening with their exes and, you know, trying to get back at them and stuff like that. There, you know, there has been times where that has happened. Um, but there's also been times when players, NFL players, do things that are just downright outrageous. So, you know, they try to make it as – it's a great area. I would rather get more information. But it's funny how when this first came out that everybody was saying, calling um, McCoy out, saying all this stuff about him, especially on social media. Like, he was getting eviscerated because of what they said. Some people was like, well, if it was true, then this is what you – you know, by all means, they're going after him. But – I really believe that at the end of the day that you have to be careful um, more so, you know, for, and this is for really for fans, you have to be careful before going in on somebody and accusing them without getting all the facts first. That's all I can say at this point. Um, I feel bad for the girl because of what happened to her um, because no person should be physically assaulted like that at all. No matter if it, you know, if it was McCoy or anybody um, at this point, but at this end of the day, we just need to be mindful of the fact that you know, hopefully she'll get the 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 you know, hopefully she get recovered and you know, hopefully everything works out. But this is still a long way to go, and hopefully the investigation is still ongoing at this time. Yeah, I think it's pretty fluid. It's been happening over the last couple of days. I know, of course, you know, since he was an eagle and a very vocal eagle, of course, the, you know, Philadelphia news has been definitely, you know, on this the last few days. So, and I agree with you. I mean, in this in this heightened level of social media, then you have everything with, you know, the Me Too moment and, you know, violence against, you know, against women. You know, we all have to, you know, point it out violence occurred you know you have to you know you know call a spade a spade and take dudes to task and do stuff like that you know on the flip side i think we always have also like i said i'll be very careful of not to jump to conclusions before all the facts come out the way things are coming out seems very it seems like a a case of law and order for <laughs> 48 hours starting off um you know the fact that they're not the girl or the best friend whoever said what put this information out on social media before even the report of the home invasion came out. This was put out on social media and his name was attached to it alluding that he did this and other stuff. So it's almost like it's swaying 
the court of public opinion before any of this stuff comes out. Now the girl's also living at the house. They were in some kind of eviction process. Guy comes up, robs jewelry, asks for specific stuff. So it seems shady, <laughs> no pun intended. So, I mean, it, from what I'm, what I've been seeing face value, it, I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't look good, and of course, now you're going to have the NFL and and um, the cops all up your ass about this. So, you know, like you said, something don't pass the smell test here. Something, you know, it. I don't know. We have to see. You know, hopefully, you know, you know they, you know they catch whoever did it, and you know, if he did do something, you know, you know he'll be, you know be handled accordingly but if not i don't know but like you said it's a very fluid situation i expect this story to probably flip and change three more times before this weekend and i'm sure the nfl is sitting there paying very close attention to this one as well well i pray like al said i you know i i pray that the the victim uh recovers um, is not hurt, you know, doesn't have any permanent type of injuries. It's the picture looked really, really bad. Um, I pray that she recovers well. I pray for for Shady, you know, just because it's, it's a really jacked up situation. As if it's almost eerily similar. No, no it's nowhere near similar, but Ray Carruth, did some a really crazy thing when he had uh, a situation with his baby mother and ended up I'm not sure I can't remember correctly if he killed the, the baby mother directly or he hired somebody to kill uh, the baby mother. Yeah, uh, he hired he hired someone to do the shooting. Right, and he got caught up, and he ended up doing time uh, for something stupid. Um, you know. I pray that LaShawn McCoy had the common sense to not hire individuals to go out there and and do this bodily harm to this woman. Um, I understand, and, and for my and I also thought I read where he had a, a legal situation where it was about to go to court to have the woman evicted in a right. week. So right. it's like, if you had one more week just to let the court do what it needs to do, why would you need to go out there and go out there and, and have this done? Now, I don't think it's very far-fetched to believe that McCoy might have been having conversation with some folks saying, man, I just wish this SOB would leave. You know, if I could, I would do X, Y, Z and ask my, my jewelry back, blah, blah, blah. And somebody took it upon themselves to say, you know what, I'm going to do my man a solid and I'm going to go out there and do that. That is possible, you know, because you've got some real vindictive, crazy people out there. But in the same sense, I'm sure he's sitting there thinking like, dude, I know I said this, but I really want you to go out there and do that. And now I'm in a bunch of hot water because of it. And now because of the situation, you know, LaShawn had to go out there and hire the lawyer that got uh, that got uh, Ray Lewis off and Ben Roethlisberger off. And it's almost like because of those two situations, like you're saying that you're guilty. <laughs> Yeah, but based off association, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But at the end of the day, um, any lawyer could spin it around as though and say, "Hey, look, he had nothing to do with it. 
you know, and we can speculate, you know, for the most part, you know, regardless. I think that more importantly is just a matter of, you know, if he knows, if he says he, I mean, I'm not saying if he says it, if he knows he didn't do it, then he has nothing to worry about. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you, you want to get lawyered up because I guess the, the circumstance of things happening and what occurred, you know, would leave some people to question. So, but like I said, I mean, like I said, it's a very fluid situation, and we'll just kind of wait and see how this all all turns out. I agree with you, Ace. It does give you – it does have the appearance of that whole Ray Carew situation in, in some aspects, but, you know, let's – we'll see how it goes, you know, yeah. from there. Yeah, that Ray Carew thing is a real messed up situation, boy. Yeah. And last but not least, we're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, $64 million a year, leaving a real Madrid. I mean, I know dudes in soccer got broke off, but $64 million for one year of service during his contract. I didn't catch how many years it is, but usually them dudes sign like a 10-year contract to get paid all that money. So he's going to leave in the real Madrid and go into the Italian champ, you know, champion team. I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong. Who went this? <laughs> it's probably wrong. <laughs> if I'm him, if I'm him, if I'm him, I would make it. I wouldn't even do a ten-year deal. Um, well, then again, for sixty-four, yeah, I probably would do a ten-year deal. Well, hold on, how old is he? Ooh, he's not. He's maybe. I want to say late twenties, maybe, or early thirties. <laughs> one of the two. If if, if, if if he's set for life, is if it's for the same amount for the next couple of years, I mean, he could buy his own team, soccer so, team, and coach that and own that and play that home team with that so, team at this so point. That, so that dude signed a ten-year contract. He's going to earn more than half a billion dollars in the next ten years. And dude. the team, and the team that he's going to had to sign, had to give up a hundred million dollar transfer fee just for him to go over to the Italian Championship team. Man, wow. And I thought baseball was a lucrative sport. <laughs> no, it's not. It's soccer. You got to put a soccer ball in your kid's hand. And even then, you know, U.S. soccer players don't make that type of money. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. I say go for it. Ten years, do it. And they'll back it off of that easily. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll probably back, backload it, too. <laughs> Yeah, they'll split it over a couple of years. That's crazy. Mm. Oh, look who comes oh. into my call. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Love your hair. <laughs> oh, well. And on that note, guys, I think we are ready to end this call tonight. So uh, I know, like I said, I shouted out Roger Federer for losing his match. And that was actually a good match. I was watching it in my um, company's gym when I was working out. So it was a very – Yo, I heard he was at game point, match point. And dude came back and won, <laughs> so what, 6-5, six, 6-5 five, six, five, and 13-11? <laughs> Uh, I caught it when they were like right at the last, the the, the last, um, the, the, the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. So 
he was actually up. He was about to win the match. And dude came back and won the third set, came back and won the fourth set, and then came back and won the fifth set. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so you could you could pretty much say his his career is done. <laughs> but, uh, he gonna, he he's gonna take that L's. It ain't gonna sit well, but he's <laughs> Feel bad for the next person opponent that he plays. That's for sure. What's the next one? The U.S. Open, or was that already played? That's a good question. Golf? No. Tennis. Oh, tennis. Oh, the U.S. Open is not till like August, September, somewhere around there. So that probably is the next one coming up. Yeah, that's the next one. Hmm, that's interesting. But I feel bad for whoever is the next person he plays. That's for sure. Yeah, because that's going to be the next time he's going to be able to kind of, you know, redeem himself. Yes, without question. Without question. Oh, man, that's crazy. I'm still tripping over $64 million. <laughs> The money sign, for real. True. All right, All right fellas, so that's it. So um, let them know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963 on Twitter, CatDaddy1963. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, I am Al Quarles. Again, that is I am Al Quarles. Shout out to Croatia for making the World Cup final. Ooh, Croatia in, in France. I'm going for Croatia. I got a cool, shiny nickel. It's a cool, shiny nickel for that. Cool, shiny nickel. I raised your nickel with a, with a, with a copper penny. <laughs> a whole solid six cent. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can find me on, you know, the, the Graham, Twitter, Snapchat, J-E-R-O-S-S-7. And that for you, fellas, also want to give one quick shout out to all the IOTAs down for the summer conference in Baltimore, Maryland. Be safe, have fun, get business done, and do what IOTAs do. Oh. 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 On that note, guys, everybody have a good night. God bless. Make sure you subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe on Instagram and on um, YouTube as well. We out there now. Guys talking sports. Guys talking sports. Guys talking sports. Jazz up, jazz up, Record your store. Record your store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>